so we come into what what is clearly some kind of engine bay. The lights are flickering. There are a few bodies here and there of people who unfortunately died in the fight. And then in the middle of the room materialize our away team of Mozafar, Kai, Locke, possibly some ambiguous other characters. We'll name them as we have to. Yeah. The couple medical characters you brought with you start to check some of the people who are like sprawled across the deck, verifying that they're whether or not they're dead, etc. And then sort of proceed to, to look for other life signs that need more immediate attention. For the rest of you, you see in the middle of the engine bay, there is sort of in the position that you would expect a warp core to be. There is instead what kind of looks like a mass of very sturdy vines in a sort of loose column, though they sort of pulse with heat even from quite a few meters across the room. Okay. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) This isn't quite what I expected. I'm going to pull out my tricorder and I guess start walking towards the uh, the column of vines to try to get a closer look. If there's anybody walk like anybody nearby who looks like an engineer, I'm gonna call out, "Hey, um, why don't you come over here and tell us what we're looking at?" You don't immediately see anybody who is like crew of this ship that is in any state to talk to you, at the very least. Okay, I'm gonna figure it out on my own then. <laughs> Welcome to Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. We are a Star Trek Adventures actual play following the deep space mission of the USS Endeavor as it charts a new region of space several decades after the events of Star Trek Picard. I'm Brandon, your GM for this mission. This is Nicole, and I'll be playing Captain Varel. I'm Brad, and I play Commander Razum Mozafar. Hi everybody, I'm Christine, and I will be playing Lieutenant Kai. My name's Leah, and I'm playing Ensign Katarina Everly. The Compact, Part 2. Alright, uh, I'm going to scan this thing, Brandon, and see what I can tell about how this thing works. Alright, give me an insight science. I'm going to say it begins at a 2. Kai is overwhelmed still, I believe, correct? She is. So that'll bump it up to a 3. Tricorder will bump it down to a 2. Since you're actually leading a team and I'm leading the overall team, can I help you out with some team dynamics? That seems fine to me, yeah. Okay. All right, Brandon. A few things. For one thing, I've already successfully completed tasks involving sensors. 
Does a tricorder in the case of testing a theory count as using sensors? Does testing a theory refer to sensors with a capital S or a lowercase s? Neither. It says uh, as long as you succeeded on a previous task covering the same scientific or technological field. I guess I have already scanned these ships. That might be the the thing going on. But alternatively, this is like a life form instead of a um, mechanical component. So it's it's fussy. I'm going to say it probably is not close enough to count. Okay. So I have a difficulty of two. Brandon, I'm going to give you three threat to buy two more D20s. No. Delicious threat. Well, I didn't get my theory die, so I'm still going to get my four dice. <laughs> you don't care who dies. Uh, and I have a tricorder's focus, so I'm good there. And Rasm's there directing everybody, directing the engineers to help you out and trying to find somebody that can actually respond on the ship, maybe hailing them. What's my uh, check to make for this team dynamics check thing to help out? I'd say probably like a insight command. Insight command? Okay. Yeah. You got to kind of quickly recognize and assess where people need to be. Excellent. Insight and command, that would be 15 because I have five in command and I rolled a three and a seven. So that's three success. Cool. Good. Because I didn't roll that well. Even with my re-roll, I'm only looking at the bare minimum two successes. What category do I put this scientific field under, Brandon? <laughs> I'm going to say xenobotany. <laughs> that's legitimate. So I've got the bare minimum, Brandon. That's it. So uh, what, what am I able to learn here? Yeah, but Mozafar gave you. All right. Yeah, I think I got you three. You got you three. Okay, thank you. So you've got five total successes. So if you've got three momentum. So you and some of the other away team members scan and kind of share your findings rapidly. And this is definitely a plant, sort of. Great, sort of plant. Good start. Good start, team. It does seem to be generating a an impressive amount of something relatively equivalent to electroplasma. And as near as you can tell, it looks like the vines not only sort of centralize here in indeed what you think is the thing that looks like it might overload and explode or something else bad might happen. But it looks like the vines then sort of branch out throughout the ship as you might expect, you know, power conduits to do from a warp core. Okay. It essentially looks like this plant has experienced some significant, you know, d damage from the fight, basically. Not like what the part you're looking at right now, but clearly some of it's been burned and blasted apart and open to the cold vacuum of space. Okay. All right. I have a free question because I'm the science officer and I used a tricorder. Brad, uh, let's put our heads together. What do we need to know here? Because I feel like a lot could be asked about this situation. Okay, so I'm going to give you what I'm thinking overall. I'm thinking overall that the medical team is going to be better off helping in this case than the engineering team. Yep, I'm glad you brought them. Kai's medicine isn't bad. Obviously, you're better off than her in terms of that stuff, though. But we're not a bad team for doing this. Is the idea would be... So how many questions do you get to ask? I have a freebie and we could ask up to three more if we need to using the momentum that you generated. Can I jump in just for idea generation? Yes, absolutely. Okay. It's kind of like a power source, like a tree that spreads throughout the ship. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. So is the danger of it imploding 
because its energy is spread too far. So if you're thinking like if you have a damaged plant that has some sickness in it, if you prune off certain parts or if we shut down certain parts, would it stabilize itself if it only has to work in a more limited fashion? Okay. Which would be kind of the equivalent of like shutting off systems that are hemorrhaging power. Right. Because I think that's how Kai is going to be relating all this is, okay, plant, what would this be on a normal starship? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So flavorfully, Locke would chime in and be kind of like, you know, like if we were pruning, you know, something, like, would that help kind of a thing? But- so I guess then the question to ask there, Brandon, is are systems throughout the ship putting a extra toll on on this plant? Yes. Okay. I think second question, I think this is kind of obvious one just to kind of help us out. Uh, I'm going to propose, how is it generating power? Because like we know it's an antimatter-matter reaction for our, our warp drive. Basically, what exact process are we looking at here that might be, you know, potentially a cause of why it's going to um, explode? Is that a fair question? I like the how does it generate power. I think that just tells us about how this thing works and what we need to preserve. Okay. So Brandon, how is it generating power? Based on your scans, it appears to be a process where it takes in certain kinds of exotic matter that can be found uh, in space in things like nebulas and stuff and converts them into power. Kind of like a very flashy version of what earth plants do with water and sunlight okay it's a biological process i suppose is the is the point so this question is first to the team for for approval before going to brandon to clarify something i kind of want to ask is this plant in danger of exploding or dying because i feel like those are two very different things we're dealing with here that's a fair question yeah i'd be fine with that okay because i'm wondering how how it's going to explode if that's the case Yeah, whether it's going to explode or whether it's actually salvageable at all. So, Brandon, is this plant in danger of exploding or in danger of dying? Probably both. Okay. (laughs) It does seem to store a great deal of energy, perhaps for later consumption, essentially. And it looks like it cannot necessarily safely contain that if it is too badly damaged. Okay. So explode may not technically be the correct word, but it would be a substantial release of power. All right. For our uh, final question, um, and I know we could bank this, but I, I think this could be important. Team, I'm thinking of asking where it stores that energy, because kind of like a starship where um, you can also send power into other systems in order to prevent overloads. Maybe we can do something similar here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be a bit like... Um, I don't know, like reducing the swelling, if we're going to put a biological analogy on this. So you think of just like shifting power from the storage system to other parts and then kind of reducing the pressure on it? Possibly, or finding another outlet for the energy. You know, maybe we bring over a little, you know, a big battery or something, something where we might find a means to siphon some of it off and reduce that pressure. We're going to bleed the plant. Kinda. So is that a good question then? That way we have that option? Sure. Brandon, where does it store its energy? 
it seems to be centralized in what your tricorder reads as sort of a bulb-like part. It resembles sort of like a large seed pod or something. It appears to be below the massive vines before you. Okay. All right, so that ends my questions. With permission from uh, the, the team members here, do you all mind if I spend two of our three remaining momentum to walking encyclopedia, a focus in xenobotany as we started on this? Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that, Brandon. Okay. As uh, Kai continues to invoke being a little bit of an expert in everything. Where's this coming from? The, the xenobotany? Uh, honestly, that probably comes from back from growing up on Karaya. We've already determined that uh, what Kai and Verity uh, did a fair bit of camping and spending time outdoors. And Karaya 4 is a rich jungle world with all sorts of very dangerous flora and fauna. And in Kai's case, she learned a, a bit about the, the flora as uh, time went on. Okay, um, Commander, this is a very unusual situation. Locke's idea about shutting off some of the other systems, so to speak, pruning the plant has merit. It can reduce the, the pressure upon it. I also have a bit of an outlandish theory here. If if it's it's storing so much energy that's in danger of tearing itself apart, I might be able to get access to it and find a means to siphon off some of it to keep it from detonating but I honestly don't know what that's going to do to the the plant itself. By doing so, I could end up killing it. I don't know how much it needs to survive or if this is just for later consumption. we got to take a risk. Well, if this truly is a living thing, we could possibly monitor the life signs of it and adjust with some of our own some anesthetics in order to help along the process, maybe some... Uh, cardiovascular stimulants. I don't know if it has a cardio system in the, in the way we think, but... Uh... It's a plant, Commander. I, as far as I can tell, not precisely. I'm not sure I'm not sure what to give a plant for an, an anesthetic, but it's an interesting idea. Maybe we can still numb parts of it. Maybe that'll also reduce some of that pressure or danger. Yeah, if we... Uh, yeah, let's focus in on that. Let's have you do your plan with Locke. Have you all go down there and we will monitor the plant's life signs and try to uh, stabilize it as we go along. Okay. Um, which plan are we enacting? Locks or mine or both? I was going with both. <laughs> Sounded like a good idea to, I mean, if we we're going to have to prune parts of it that are leaking off. If it's like a body, we have to stop the bleeding at the same time. We have to get to the root of the problem or we can't have it explode. So I'm on board then. Commander uh, Ensign Locke, if you would take some of the engineers and um, figure out where you can prune some. Use your best judgment in this. Call in to the commander or myself if you need some guidance. And I guess I'm going to see if I can um, if I can get to the seed pod or power generator or whatever it is down there. <laughs> All right. Are you trying to do you want to try and like, I don't know, like move the vines or force your way through there? Do you want to look for an access if? There is one. I think Kai would look for an, an obvious access point first. And if that fails, then we're going to go to brute force. Okay. Give me an insight engineering. I'll say it's um, two because of your complication. 
Okay. It's now down to one because of theory into practice. Sure. Because I've done Xenobotany stuff dealing with this before now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so target number of 13, I get the free die for that. And I now have a Xenobotany focus. But that um, note, Brandon, that does increase my complication range as well. So if I roll a 19, you'll also get a complication. <laughs> Super. Come on. <laughs> okay, the good news is I didn't roll the complication. I came close. I only got one success, though, as my dice continue to roll abnormally high for me. I mean, that's enough. It's enough. Just enough. You look around near the column of vines and find soon a, a hatch that looks like it's probably an access way to like below the deck. As you crouch down to open it, you hear Tarek say, Commander. And Kai and, and Mozafar are both looking up see Tarek uh, pointing his phaser at a troth who has arrived and is also pointing a weapon at Tarek. Ah, uh, jeez. This newcomer looks like probably kind of young-ish, like early 20s by human standards anyway. They've got their head feathers sort of like the on the left side of their head. It looks like they've been kind of largely damaged or scorched or something. So they've got some burns over there. And their uniform is, again, in pretty bad shape at this point. They look between the three of you and any other Starfleet officers still in the in the engine bay. Who are you? What are you doing? I'm Commander Mozafar of the USS Endeavor. We're here to provide assistance. I understand that your systems are, your main power system here is overloading and is threatening to explode. We're here to try to help you fix that. Any assistance that you can provide us or that we can provide at this point in time, we're here to provide that. We're about to try to go down to your core to try to regulate the power there, possibly try to bleed some of the power off to keep everything from exploding while my other team was going to try to stop the hemorrhaging that your ship is experiencing. Have you dealt with a troth ship before? You don't look like any troth I've seen. Not at all. Then step away. You only make things worse. Well, we're here to help. Is there anything that we can do? It looks like most of your crew is down here. Give me a, I mean, probably presence command, frankly. Maybe insight command. Insight or presence command, I'll, dealer's choice. Okay. This is definitely trying to diffuse the tension. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Difficulties on this one is going to be four. Okay. All right, let's see. Diffuse tension. Whenever you attempt a task to persuade someone not to resort to violence... I can add bonus d20 to my dice pool. Yep, that sounds, she's pointing a gun at you, so counts. Saying this is a little bit of diplomacy, right? Yeah. So I get the, my focus in on there, and I'm not really challenging my new value of violence is never the answer. I'm going with that. So I guess I'm invoking that, that violence is never the answer. Sure, so uh, that means you can spend a determination to gain two successes. Okay. So I'll spend that determination to do that. All right. So, so far I got three dice. I'm going to give you two threat. Okay. In order you have one more here. Is there any assistance he could get from, I don't know, I guess Kai would be the only one there. Yeah. Right before you called for the role, I was actually about to have Kai speak up. We're looking towards this scared young individual. She's going to um, say, 
All of us here are very accomplished scientists and engineers. We're here to help. We want to help save your your engine here. Please let us. Sure, give me a presence science. Dory, I'm not very good at this. Uh, I got nothing for you, Rad. Sorry. I'm still rolling too high. So, I already have two successes because you used the determination, right? And how many do I need? Four. Four? All right, so that's eight successes. <laughs> Super success. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she considers for a moment and then slowly lowers her weapon, keeping her eyes kind of on Tarek, but he responds in kind, lowering his phaser slowly enough that if she did, like, then try something funny, he could probably still react. But um, all weapons are now down. You have four momentum to spend or bank. I was thinking of possibly using that cold reading to read a little bit more into her, but I'm not sure that that's going to do us any good at this point. Maybe we just bank that momentum. We're probably going to need momentum. Yep. Or maybe you could create an advantage. Maybe she can help us. That would be a great idea. Advantage assistance. You know, one of those things of like, all right, well, if you're going to try this, you need a guide or you need help. Yeah. Some engineers that actually would be able to assist that are not unconscious. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll give that to you if that's what you if you want to spend two momentum for that. Let's do that and then we'll bank the other two. Very well. You want to help? I will call some of our caretakers here. There are some elsewhere in the ship who are not injured, but follow my lead. Okay. As you say. Let's cut to Endeavor to see what's going on over there. So it's been a tense few moments since the OA team beamed over. Whoever took Kai's place at Science has continued to monitor the uh, presumed core breach, and it's remained remarkably stagnant, which is kind of alarming, but also kind of comforting, I guess. Basically, Science can tell they're not really sure how to gauge when this thing's going to explode. <laughs> If it were a warp core, it would have gone already. Captain, the Vesifer hailing. Open the channel. On screen. You see the cramped interior of a Vesif bridge, which really looks almost more like... It resembles more like the Millennium Falcon's cockpit than it does a starship bridge, where there's like not a ton of space and a few seats, even though the ships themselves are still pretty large. All of them look, you know, similar to Krill in ways that you definitely get the vibe that as humanoids, you can't really tell Vezif apart as easily as uh, you might wish. They're just a little too different. But one of them says, Thank you for assisting. Our escort has been disabled. We must request more assistance. We are currently attempting to fix your escort's vessel. Unlikely that we can wait for it to be... Back to full fighting strength. We cannot dawdle. Can you wait long enough for it to be able to move again? Perhaps. But, Captain, this this is a relief fleet. We've heard of you. We're on course for the swarm. Matters have become dire. They've called for assistance. This would not be a long delay. <sighs> we will not survive without escorts, so we have little choice but to wait. But I urge you to not wait long, Captain. And then they close the channel. <sighs> well, 
That's one distress call I don't think was directed in our way, but... Alright, maintain scanning the troth vessel. We need to fix that soon. Krill has returned to the bridge um, since the meet people in the transporter room became... Some people go over instead. He, he didn't have any reason to go, so he came back to the bridge. He's hanging out near Everly, probably. Leans over and what is... To him, inconspicuously says, Uh, is the captain troubled? I don't know. Is the captain troubled? Can I sense that? Outside of normal worry for the crew on the other ship? I don't think she's emoting very much. I mean, she's actually more like physically expressive than holding it in. So I don't think there's really anything except complicated feelings. Everly looks at Krill and says, Not any more than you would be with the potentially dangerous situation over there. Why? I've tried to learn your body language while I've been here, and it's, uh, she just seems troubled to me. Everly looks at Krill and goes, are you troubled? Uh, this may be a dangerous situation. Those other ships may come back, or they may send allies. The troth hold grudges. Oh, cool. <laughs> As Everly recalls all the phaser firing she did 15 minutes ago. (laughs) Back aboard the Troth ship, the equivalent of an engineering team has arrived and set to work trying to help. Some stuff has been delegated to Kai and some of Kai's team Mm -hmm. so kai's been having a chance to kind of learn a little more what is definitely clear to everybody in the room is that the person who showed up to point guns at you seems to be calling the shots okay then something that would happen pretty early on in that conversation is what's your name i suppose i go by selton now that's a title not exactly i take it you haven't encountered any troth ships before no, you would be our first. Well, Celta, I'm Kai. Is that a title? No, that's my actual name. It's actually a title in a different culture, but that's a whole other story. So what would you normally do if you were in this situation? Uh, normally, my aunt would be in charge. I see. Um, well, then, what would what would she have done? We have a couple ideas, but you're not wrong about us not knowing a lot about this about this life form. If you're not sure what to do, I will... Again, we have some ideas of our own, but I'd rather not start trying things if you know of a better method. We should prune some of the wounded branches and... In the background, you hear, aha, I was right from Locke. <laughs> Good job, Locke. It's uh, two points to you. She looks back at Selta and says, I don't know what the points are for. Just yeah. <laughs> want them to feel good. <laughs> There's a nebula near here. We call it the Essel Nebula. It's a place where we can get where the ship can um, get nutrients to heal. Do you think if our ship engages a tractor beam and begins to move your ship, do you think that will cause any more harm or not if we're careful? I fear too many of my crew have been injured to cover everything that would need to be done. We have to try. You could leave us. That's not in our nature. 
if you won't leave your ship, then we're going to do everything we can until the last moment to ensure that you're still standing at the end of this. If you need more hands, we've got my people aboard. They just need a, a few quick lessons. I'm guessing you're not the captain of your ship, are you? Uh, no, no, I am. Um, I'm the chief science officer. What about him? She points at Mozafar. He's actually the second in command. Our captain's back aboard the, the ship. It's part of our protocol. I was actually going to call her about the tractor beam. Would you like to speak to her? I think you should be aware of what you're getting into. Okay. Does she need to hear this or do you want to tell me first? I'd rather tell her. Captain to captain. Oh, okay. I didn't realize Selta was uh, the rank of captain. Good to know. It's not. It's. I don't have time to explain everything right now. Okay. Lieutenant Kai to Captain Varel. Report, Kai. The situation's more complicated. Oh, it's complicated on this end, too. Uh, what do you need? Okay, um, I am uh, standing here with the um, with this uh, ship's captain, and uh, she needs to, uh, well, I guess pass on a warning. I'm listening. I am the captain of this vessel now. We made a compact with the Vezif to protect them to the what they call the swarm. It's not a place we normally go. They don't care for us much there. That's a familiar story. Your science officer told me that you've never met any Troth before. So you may not know that a compact is not something we will break. We assured those ships that we would protect them or die trying. Honorable. Nothing that's happened has changed that. But likewise, the captain of the other ship, the one that we engaged, he's made a compact with, um, well, my extended family, uh, that he will hound us wherever we go. It's a long story. But understand that if you're helping us, you do become a target. What was his name? Doc. Doc and I exchanged a few promises already. I think we know what we're in for then. Right, Captain? First things first, we would like to get your ship up and running as soon as possible. The Vezif are eager to leave. They don't want to be waiting around very much longer. They're a bit pressured on their own mission. Your science officer mentioned a tractor beam? We could give that a try. To explain, Captain, there's a nearby nebula that if the Troth vessel is uh, taken there, it might help um, help their engine heal. All right. I'll find out the details later, but if that's what we're doing, let's do it. And very carefully, there's quite a bit of damage over here. All right. All right. Anything else, Salta? Or should we get to work? Even if we're back to fighting strength, my crew may not be up for another engagement. Do you have uh, soldiers or whatever you might call them? We do in our own way. We are capable and able to defend ourselves. And as long as we're here, we'll help defend you as well. We've done so once already. We'll do it again. I think Varel looks over to the tactical station where Everly and uh, the ambassador Krill are just kind of talking at the moment. And she sort of smiles and says, we have soldiers. Hell yeah, Deadly with a phaser. Have you seen her? <laughs> then, Captain, I asked if you will be willing to make a compact with me. Is this something that we should be speaking face to face? If you prefer. Your vessel or mine. 
it would be safer to have any sort of negotiations over there. Uh, need I remind, we potentially have an explosion on the way. Not a lot of time to waste with talking or making compacts and... Kai, why don't you focus on the science and we're going to worry about the tractor beaming and the diplomacy, but we'll get it all done. Okay. At least while you're over there, Celta, can you show a few of us how best to go about the pruning and we can get started on that while you're gone? My caretakers will show you. Just do as they say. Do precisely as they say. We will. Would it be possible to synthesize some of the nutrients that the nebula would provide to hold us over until we got there? I've never seen a technology that could do it. But then again, I've never seen your technology, so... That's a good idea, Commander. Um, Maybe that's a good thing to call into the ship and see if the engineering staff can come up with anything. Absolutely. We'll do that and uh, see if we can get... uh, Do we still have some of the Throth on our ship? Mm Mm-hmm. If they're stabilized, maybe they could help us in the understanding of this uh, substance. And perhaps we can begin with the process of synthesizing it in our medical labs. My people can help if there's information you need. Certainly, if you can do this, that would be a big help, if you can do it. I'm not saying that we could feed it, but at least help us along. Give us a boost. <laughs> I'm prepared to go over to your ship. Okay, we have a um, matter energy form of transportation, so um, you'll be over there. I I know what a transporter is. Yikes. Okay, all right. um, Endeavor, uh, one to beam over. Like as soon as as she leaves, Kai like turned to Mozafar like, I am botching this first time. I think you're doing a great job. Could have gone worse, we could have all been dead by now. Point. Maybe I should count this as a win. On Endeavor, Celta arrives, and I assume security or something escorts her to, I don't know, where a diplomatic suite, conference room. What do you want? Yeah, I think just the observation room. It's like clearly angled so that the the window is in view of the Salta ship. It's like a comfort thing. Do you want it to be just Captain Varel? Do you want anybody else here? I think having Krill there would be useful, and we'll take Everly because I think... That comforts Krill as well, so... She is functionally acting chief of security right now since Tark is over on the... Oh, that's true. Yeah. So it's the four of you in the observation lounge. Yeah. All right. We're making adjustments to our tractor beam, so it will be as delicate as it can be pulling your ship. I appreciate that, Captain. This is a delicate time for Celta. I won't pretend to completely understand the significance of the the compacts that you speak of, but I I do get that your word is absolute. Yes. A compact is a bond that cannot be broken, a promise that must be kept, for good or ill. And what led you to create this um, compact with the Vezeth? It was the right thing to do. Though, truth told, that was my aunt, not me. So her compact extends to you as well? It extends to everyone aboard. 
Our ships, Captain, are our families. They're our homes. They're where we grow up. They're usually where we die. Someone has to become captain when the captain dies. We have a chain of command for that. Our way is different. We're prepared to assist you. So your science officer says, and what little we were able to track, it seemed that your marksmanship is exceptional. That would be because we have very skilled personnel. Krill like nudges Everly in the leg. <laughs> she nudges him back like, too. <laughs> <laughs> we lost a lot of our best in that battle, but I might be able to staff my bridge. But that's the compact I wish to make with you. I am bound to escort the Vezif where they're going. I can't choose otherwise, but I can't let my crew suffer even worse losses. Not not so easily. I, I wish to make a compact that we will see each other through this. Your ship and mine. I can understand. And if you're dealing with the Vezif and the situation with the swarm, you may have heard some rumors about the Endeavor. I don't care about rumors. Rumors are untrustworthy. I care about word and deed. Very well. Then what I can promise you now is that we will see to helping you and getting your ship as functional as we can so that you can fulfill your promise. And I will do all I can to ensure that your ship does not suffer from my errors. I did not see any error on your part today. I should return. There's much to do. Everly, would you take our guests back to the transporter room? Yes, sir. On your way to the transporter room, Salto is largely pretty quiet. But in the corridor at some point, she asks, I'm sorry if this is abrupt, but what is your ship to you? I'm not sure abrupt is the right word here. Certainly unexpected. I'm sorry. But I think you can understand, Salto, when I tell you that my ship is everything. Maybe. And you are prepared to risk everything for, well, a bunch of strangers? Hmm. That's a rare thing. You can count that the crew of the Endeavor will risk everything for its mission, and it seems as though the mission currently is to help you, and to help the Vezif, and to potentially stand, well, not next to the swarm, but I won't go any more antagonistic than that. It's not exactly my place. Word of this ship has traveled, but many of the stories that I've heard are contradictory in themselves, so... Contradictory? Well, if you put together everything that I've heard from traders and merchants and mercenaries, then the story is quite that you both attempted to collapse the entire swarm for uh, some sort of monetary gain, and also that you uh, were uh, know-nothings who blundered into a situation and ran away with your tail between your legs as soon as something got a little dangerous so you can understand that i imagine neither of those stories is particularly true i was going to say seems as though earlier you were very certain that rumor counted for very little and you therefore know that any hint of truth within a rumor is lost among it neither one of those reads are accurate one of them really inaccurate actually i'm kind of wondering how that Monetary gain one got there. Frankly, it's very strange. Suffice to say, the teller was 
someone who has a hard time conceiving of the world in anything but monetary terms. So perhaps there is some projection. Ah, uh, yes. We also have um, hmm, a, a species back home that acts in a very similar manner, so we're familiar. I feel that your crew and mine may, in a certain way, be kindred, uh, kindred spirits anyway. I hope so. I hope that bears out to be true. It may be the only way that we get through this. Agreed. Have we made it to the transporter room yet? Yeah. Or at least you're pretty much there, if unless you stop or something. I don't want to do this in front of the transporter chief right before entering the room. Ever looks, looks at Sultan and says, can I ask you a question? Of course. My captain said to you that she didn't see that you committed any mistakes that we could see. But forgive me, we arrived a little late. Do you think you made any mistakes? Yes, and I suspect I will make others. I was not expecting to take command for another several years yet. Everly nods and uh, says, uh, that's fair. Let's try to both avoid making further mistakes in our new compact. Compact, yes. Mm. And then just continues into the transporter room. Sure. You go in, transporter chief's already ready to beam Celta back over. Does so. A short time later, Endeavor is able to lock a tractor beam onto Celta's ship and begin to tow it. The Vezif have been spoiling to leave as soon as possible because they're afraid of getting attacked again. Plus, they feel like they're on a timetable. And it's about the time that things kind of get back underway when Ensign Lee turns around in his seat on the bridge and says, Captain, can we? Can I, can I have a moment? Can we have a moment? <laughs> is something concerning you, Lee? I've just been looking at the astrometrics charts. This is... Uh, concerning. Yeah, that's a good word. I can pull it up on the view screen or like we can do it privately if you'd rather. Uh, you know, I don't know what the protocol is for being. You're usually not afraid to show me anything. From the back from tactical, Everly goes, spit it out. You also see Senna is turned and is listening to this conversation. Okay, look, here's the thing. And he turns around and taps some stuff on Helm. The view screen is replaced with a map of this region of the Maelstrom. Down like in the, like the lower right corner is like the little Starfleet Delta that, sh that says USS Endeavor under it. And in sort of like the upper left corner is a dot that says the swarm. And, you know, all, everything in between shows the location of other like stellar bodies and important features that have been detected by Endeavor on long-range sensors and so forth over the time that you've been traveling around in the region. Definitely like the straight line course between where you are and where the Vezif want to go doesn't take you anywhere near the transwarp conduits you've already laid down. And most of the space between Endeavor and the Swarm is like shaded this sort of dark blue. There's only relatively narrow bits that are not dark blue <laughs> and instantly says here's the thing the dark blue is bad if we go in the dark blue we're in trouble oh no 
Why? What kind of trouble, Lee? Look, you know, we've been we've been hitting those little, you know, subspace bumps the entire time we've been around in this part of space because everything's just a mess. Dark blue is the messiest of messes. I'm just saying this is this is we could get stuck. We could get stranded. We could get surrounded and not be able to easily warp out of there. Even the engines on this ship may have trouble with it. I just feel like I have to raise this concern. I mean, with all due respect, Captain, this could be a really bad idea. So is the bad idea coming from, I don't know, some insecurity you have piloting on a tightrope? No, I mean, the tightrope in this case is still several AU wide. It's not... (sighs) Look, how much do you know about, like, planetary warfare, say, a thousand years ago on Earth? Well, I'm more familiar with planetary warfare history of Romulus, but... (laughs) Of which there is plenty. (laughs) Look, is it the territories you're worried about or the subspace? I'm just saying that this course, for us... Especially with, you know, that feathery guy who pledged vengeance upon you. Oh, his name's Doc, by the way. I'm I'm sure we'll see him again. Well, this map, this is this is the equivalent of marching your army into a narrow canyon. <laughs> Alright then. Your point's been made, then we'll have to think of something else. But we're not leaving Celta or her ship, or the Vezef convoy. I mean, I I knew that was going to be the answer. I just... Did you? I mean, isn't it always? (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, we're we're Starfleet. And we find ways to do impossible things. Well, let me tell you, Captain, if we get through this, it'll be a pretty, pretty unbelievable story, I have to imagine. Then I'll make you the president of my fan club. I only, I really only interact with old-timey fan clubs, Captain, I'm sorry. Old-timey Captain Royal fan club. I think there is laughter back from the comm station for a moment. I have a question. Is there a way, because I imagine in my brain that is possible, from console to console on the bridge, to send each other messages, like pop-up messages? Actually, Tuvok and Harry do that in Yeah, um, Tuvok and Harry do that all the time. So I'm going to say that Everly from Tactical is going to very quickly send the 25th century equivalent of the U Tri Star <laughs> over to Lee's station. He sends you kind of like the a, a grouchy face. <laughs> Love this guy. We uh, pan out to see the Vezov convoy with their tachyon sails going and uh, Endeavor towing along Celta's ship behind. And I don't know, maybe we even get an ominous suggestion that they're not alone. The camera pulls back as we see, you know, Endeavor taking off and uh, pulling Celta's ship behind us. And the camera keeps pulling back, pulling back, pulling back until we're just these little pinprints on like the distance. And then we see Doc's ship fly overhead, and we cut to black. Thank you for listening to this episode of Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. 
If you like the show, rate, share, and subscribe through your podcast vendor of choice. You can also find us on Twitter as at Endeavor Show. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-U-R-S-H-O-W. And you can find me on Twitter at Blue of the Ken. You can find me online at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, T-H, and night with a K. You can find Brandon and me discovering the ways of the Force on Heroes of the Hydean Way, a Star Wars actual play podcast at theheideanway.com or at theheideanway on Twitter. And if you like Vikings and Norse mythology, check out another one of my shows, a Dungeons and Dragons 5e Midgard podcast, Omens Call, which can be found at Omens Call Pod on Twitter or at omenscall.com. Thanks for listening, y'all. You can find me on all the socials at Leah617. Usually I'm on Twitter, RT and stuff that makes me laugh. Come say hi there. You can also check out mischiefmedia.com for the other nerdy podcasts that I currently produce or uh, host. And you can find me, Brad, on Twitter at MacinEbedy1. That's M-A-C-H-I-N-E-B-E-D-E number one. My Twitter is at CompleteNictory. You can find other projects I'm involved in at CompleteNight.com. That's C-O-M-P-L-E-T-E-K-N-I-G-H-T dot com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you out there. What category do I put this scientific field under, Brandon? <laughs> plant thingies? Plant drives? That's probably... Plant thingies is probably the correct... Uh, okay. Plant thingies. There I'm going to say xenobotany. <laughs> That's legitimate. All right. Xenobiomechanics. Sort of a bulb-like part. You can tell I didn't look up a lot of plant words, which I probably should have done. I'm Commander Mosafar of the USS Endeavor. USS Endeavor. Did I say it the right first time? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. The USS Endeavor. I've tried to learn your body language while I've been here, and it's, uh, she just seems troubled to me. But what do I know? I'm like a rock lobster thing. <laughs> <laughs> he does not say that. He <laughs> loves the B-52s. <laughs> <laughs> flash forward to whenever they're like give us the one who fired the phasers <laughs> which one pushed go yeah. <laughs> well sultan i'm kai uh, just celta no in celta i said celta now and probably slur a little bit i was like the dad in aladdin yeah that's fine